This is Deadly Choices Radio, a show dedicated to discussing and educating all health matters and making deadly choices. Health from our mob to our mob for all our mob. All the latest DC news and events. Good health for all our mob. This is Deadly Choices Radio. Hey, Emil, broadcasting a proud couple, couple woman from the Western Downs region with you today for Deadly Choices Radio. Before we kick it off with this jam-packed episode, as always, I'd like to acknowledge our elders, past and present. I'd like to acknowledge the country I am broadcasting from today, the country you are listening from as well. So let's get into Deadly Choices Radio for this week. With me on Deadly Choices Radio are two of the very deadly Queensland Firebirds. It's super exciting to have them in studio today, Gabby and Danelle. Plus, Deadly Choices ambassador Brenton Bowen is here to yarn all things NRL round four. What a crazy round we had. Plus, healthy lifestyles and much more. So let's get straight into DC Radio with the Firebirds. Hey, I'm here with the Queensland Firebirds. It's super exciting to have you on today. Do you want to introduce yourselves, um, who you are? My name is Donnell Wallam. I am a Noongar woman from Harvey in Western Australia, and I am the goal shooter for Queensland Firebirds. And my name is Gabby Simpson. Uh, I too play for the Queensland Firebirds. I play wing defence, so chase around all those fast little ones. Um, but I'm from Sydney originally and moved up here 10 years ago to play with the Firebirds. Oh, wow, so a good 10 years in Queensland, it sounds like. Um, well, let's start off with the awesome Deadly Choices and Firebirds partnership. You know, this is the fourth year of the partnership, which is really awesome to have the Firebirds on board as well and to give netball also that platform, especially for our younger girls. Um, you know, we have a lot of NRL clubs, AFL clubs on board, but it's awesome to have the Firebirds. But what does this mean to you guys individually and also the club? Um, I think it's um, amazing to have uh, the partnership with Queensland Firebirds and Deadly Choices. Um, Netball's the biggest um, female um, sport in Australia. So I think having our influence um, on the next generation and passing down our knowledge of healthy lifestyle um, is so important. Yeah, and I think it's it's really important for us to continue to build um, our connection with First Nations culture as well um, and being a part of this this partnership for the last what quite quite a few years um, is playing a really important role in that and what influence we can have to get nice healthy healthy Australians <laughs> yeah nice and I think to break it down individually too like what do you both take away from the partnership or deadly choices as an organization you know we mentioned earlier the healthy lifestyles eating healthy preventative health like what do you take home yeah, I think it's great that we're encouraging, you know, First Nations people to have their medical health checks um, as, you know, we have a, a less, um, a, what do you call it? a less life expectancy than other Australians. So um, for us to be able to influence First Nations people to get involved in their health checks um, and just educate themselves as well, um, like the kids are taking home all that knowledge and then having to interact with us um, also, I'm sure, inspires them as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and I think something that we so often take for granted is our health. And um, one of the beautiful things about Deadly Choices, it's all about preventative work. So making sure you can do little things now that can protect you in the future to be able to be as healthy as you possibly can. And um, I think that's a really important message and something in our sporting worlds that we use quite a bit as well. 
Yeah, I think you both summed it up really well there. And onto the sporting world too, how do you implement these values, you know, eating healthy, you know, diets, all that kind of stuff? How does that, you know, relate to you as an athlete? Yeah, so to perform at our best, we need to be fueling correctly. So um, eating the right foods before trainings, before games, you know, not um, going out smoking, drinking, all that stuff. So it's just living a healthy lifestyle um, to be able to be elite athletes. Yeah, and I think being involved in sport, that's really honed into you early on, you know, to be able to perform at your best, you need to be looking after your body. It really is, I guess, our vehicle to do what we do. So we're constantly looking at ways that we can prevent getting injured, prevent getting sick um, and making sure that our body is as finely tuned as it possibly can be. Otherwise, we'll get smoked on court, to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, fair enough. Some pretty good um, reason there to, you know, keep up the health. Um, But you're both new to being ambassadors as well. So it's awesome to have you both on board with some deadly choices. You know, what are you most excited about? about being involved in as ambassadors? Yeah, I'm really excited to be um, an ambassador for Deadly Choices this year. Um, and I'm just looking forward to working, um, you know, with Deadly Choices and getting involved in the community and doing my bit to help promote healthy lifestyle. Um, and just, yeah, getting involved in the community, I think I'm more excited about. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, for me, just being involved with the community and and learning and immersing myself in culture um, and I guess enriching my life by being around the culture that First Nations people have, um, learning about it and, yeah, I guess I'm probably getting a lot out of it as I'm sure some of the kids are too. (laughs) Yeah, and I think that's like what a lot of our ambassadors say, you know, when I ask them what's their favourite part, they say just being able to be out in community as their job. Like this is their job and it's to be amongst community, amongst the little kids, you know, just you know, promoting these health messages. Um, so it's really fulfilling in those ways. Uh, but, you know, as a leader for you too, Gabby, what do you also bring into this new role with you and, like, how do you spread these leadership qualities? Yeah, um, it's a great question. I think one of the biggest things that I um, hang my hat on with my leadership is making sure that people around me feel like they belong and that they are respected for being who they are. Um, so I think that's that's something that I can bring to this role. Um, but also that understanding that sometimes it is uncomfortable to be leading the way. You know, you can be in a group of people that aren't doing things the way that you want them to be done or that you know is the right way and sometimes you do need to be brave um, and lead by making a change and influence the people around you Um, and I think that's one of the one of the big messages with health um, is that you know sometimes it's cool to go out and drink and smoke and that's what everyone's been doing Um, but all it takes is one person to be brave and that can shift the culture of a group. Yeah some awesome words there and I think you, know, you both probably have some great advice as well to share with the young girls out there, young boys that are into netball and, you know, they want to come up and be athletes and be leaders as well. So what do you want to share? Any tips, advice for them? Oh, I think one of the biggest things for me in leadership is being yourself. Um, you can You can shift and shape to what you think people want you to be, but honestly, if you think about the leaders that have inspired you in the past, so often those are ones that do things a bit differently. They're so authentic. Um, they have quirks that, that make them unique and they're the ones that you want to follow. So I think in terms of leadership, that's really important. Um, and in terms of getting yourself to elite places and high performance, 
Um, it's about doing uncomfortable things. It's about being okay when you feel uncomfortable. Often that's when you feel it that way, that's the edge of something great that's about to happen. Um, and it's, it's hard work, really, and probably enjoyment. I'll, I'll pop that in there. That's probably <laughs> that's one of the reasons why I do what I do. Yeah, and you. Um, sorry, can you repeat the question? <laughs> <laughs> Just leadership qualities, you know, and also um, I've got to look back at the question, you know, as a leader as well and also advice just for young kids, you know, wanting to come up and play netball as well and, you know, in community, you know, young First Nations <laughs> children especially, you know, what advice do you have for them? Yeah, I would definitely agree with Gabby, um, you know, be yourself because you bring something different to the team and um, others around you really appreciate that and and they also learn, um, you know, from you just being authentically you. Um, so I think that's really important. And what was the second part of the question? <laughs> <laughs> just, a, um, just advice for, you know, young mob. Yeah, um, it can be really daunting for mob to go into, um, you know, high performance pathways for whatever sport. So I think being really brave and knowing that um, you have the talent to be there um, and just backing yourself, I think. Um, be brave and give it a shot. Yeah, I think also just like a random question I have too is, you know, what are the pathways to be, you know, a successful netballer, you know, like you both are? You know, what are the pathways to get there? I think the coolest part is so many of the players that play for the Queensland Firebirds have different pathways. I mean, for me, I grew up in New South Wales, so I went through the traditional under-17s New South Wales team, under-19s New South Wales th- New South Wales team, got selected in an Australian squad and then was selected to play for the Firebirds. But then you have someone like Danelle who debuts for the Firebirds at 28 and she has taken a completely different path. Yeah, so um, I didn't play netball competitively growing up. I only played just in my hometown. So it was never something I thought would be my career. Um, and it wasn't until I was, I think, 25, I think, when I started playing State League back in Perth. Um, and I played two years in um, the West Australian Netball League. Um, and from there, I just like really fell in love with the game and wanted to go further. And I had a coach that helped me um get a contract overseas in in the UK so I went over there for a year um and because I didn't go through any of the pathways I was pretty much unknown to um the netball world in Australia so it was hard for me to kind of um given my age go through you know um nationals pathways to get noticed um so I had to go over to the UK play a season there um and then I didn't know it at the time, but there were coaches around Australia that um, that were watching my games and thankfully a opportunity came up with Queensland Firebirds last year um, and it was just a replacement um, player contract. But for me, it was a step in, in the door with another club. Um, so that was just the risk that I had to take to... Um, get a, con- a full-time contract and now I'm yeah contracted by Queensland Firebirds. Yeah, that's awesome. What an amazing journey mm. too as well. I think it shows that you can pick up anything and, you know, just follow your dreams as well. And also, can you tell us a little bit about your time in the UK? Yeah, um, I spent about eight months in the UK. It was my first trip out of Australia, so it was very daunting. I remember um, arriving in my stopover in uh, 
Doha and I was just like I called my mum on FaceTime and I was crying I'm like what am I doing here I don't understand anything here it's so scary I couldn't find my gate and then I just like kind of composed myself <laughs> and found my um my flight and arrived in England and Dan Ryan who's the West Coast Fever coach he picked me up from the airport because he was coaching Leeds Rhinos at the time um so it was really nice to have you know another Australian over in the UK and it was my first time out of Australia so I was just really scared but um as I said before like being brave um and taking these opportunities um wherever they come because it you know one opportunity leads to so many more amazing things it just opens so much doors but um in the UK, I loved it. I um, saw snow for the first time and made, you know, lifelong <laughs> friends over there with the Leeds Rhinos and um, playing netball. I broke my arm in round two, so it was really hard oh. to, you know, be other side of the country without any family. Like, you know, it was just hard, but you learn so much in those times. Like, it really builds character and, um, yeah, I think... It was just an amazing time for me. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. What an awesome journey too. And it's, thank you so much for sharing with us. But we'll be back with the Queensland Firebirds after this short break. Real life perspectives from our mob to our mob. All right, we're back with the Queensland Firebirds. So I talked about the game. We're very excited. First, the Deadly Choices round is June 4th against the Vixens. Yeah, how are you feeling for that game? Um, and also to represent Deadly Choices, you mentioned the artwork earlier as well, these really new Deadly shirts too. Yeah. Oh, we um, we love the Deadly Choices round and First Nations round um, because, I mean, first of all, the dress that we get to wear has Rachel Sarah's artwork on it and she does such an amazing job, but I think the thing that's important to us is that the artwork represents the Firebirds and Nepal Queensland and the culture that we have, but also the cultural journey we've been on um, over the last, say, seven seven years, I'd say. We've really um, learned a lot and kind of embraced more and more First Nations culture into what we do. So we put the dress on and it just gives you extra wings um, when you're playing out there. And um, I've seen some incredible things happen in that round, in particular with Danielle and Gemma um, and the info. Like, it's just, it's beautiful to watch. <laughs> I'm really excited um, to watch it, you know, make sure we'll get tickets to the game as well. It's at Nissan Arena, so it'll be a really good game. Um, but yeah, how are you feeling towards it, Danielle? Yeah, I'm really exciting. Uh, excited. I um, <laughs> she's exciting I'm, too. Yeah, I can tell you, exciting <laughs> player to watch. <laughs> no, I love that round, and I love pulling on the dress with the artwork because it just means so much to um, you know every individual on the team and all the fans at home that are watching. You know, um, like yeah, like Abby said, like magic just happens during that round, and it's just amazing to be part of that. Yeah, I think you guys summed up like really beautifully. It sounds like super magical and like a great week of, you know, cultural experience too for everyone. But, you know, your season has kicked off. Uh, what is the vibe amongst the group for 2023? Yeah, I mean, with the, it's great. Um, within the playing group, there's this really strong sense and desire to continue to grow and improve. Um, and that's really special. I mean, our first two games, we've had two pretty significant losses um but every day we turn up with the same attitude and the same excitement to get better and the same passion and I think for me that's something that's pretty special to be a part of and that gets me really excited for where we can go 
um, yeah, it's it's a cool thing to be a part of. Yeah, I think Gabby summed it up really well. And, you know, we don't um, hang our heads on those losses um, because we see so much positive um, things happening and we know we've got the tools. Um, so, like, going into next round against Sydney, it's just really exciting because I think we've learned from those two, two losses and we're just going to um, put it all out there on the court. Yeah, and I think that goes back to your leadership as well, you know, and making sure that you set that example for all the players and the whole team that, you know, if someone comes in and their attitude is still that same, like, we've got this confidence, then, you know, that affects the whole team. It's absolutely infectious and, you know, you can feel it. Um, even if, like, the group is feeling a bit flat and someone comes in the room with this, like, let's go get them attitude, it just ignites the rest mm-hmm. of the group and that's, that's another special thing um, to feel... When you yeah, when you are playing a sport and you are in a team sport, it's um it's a cool cool thing about team sports. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. And you have the Swifts this weekend. You know how intense is this rivalry? New South Wales versus Queensland, and for you, Gabby, you're a New South Wales girl, been in Queensland there for ten years. You know how do you feel towards this? Yeah, there is a huge history between um, New South Wales Swifts and the Queensland Firebirds, going back to you know we had. Um, two grand finals in a row 2015 2016 they were both against the New South Wales Swifts and we ended up beating them in uh, on the I think we beat them in 2015 by one goal with 10 seconds to go and then in 2016 in double extra time so the rivalry is fierce there's a few of those girls that are still in the team and it goes back a long way for me personally um, being from New South Wales having grown up watching the New South Wales Swifts and supporting them um, getting a phone call to say hey would you like to come to Queensland and me be thinking what on earth (laughs) they are the rival I'm a blues fan here (laughs) Um, but I think for me now, having moved up here into this family that the Firebirds is and having been here now for 11 years, um, it's really cool to play against the Swifts and also, I guess, reflect on how much Queensland has become a home for me and how important that is to me. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, I, um, you know, only being in Queensland um, since last season, so I didn't realise the significance of um, this rivalry, but after playing... Um, in the state of origin game, I guess, last year, I really felt like a sense of pride um, to be a Queenslander. And I think it's just amazing. Um, and I just can't wait to go out there and, you know, run out with the the team and, you know, represent Queensland. Yeah, super exciting game this weekend. Um, with the 2023 season, who are the major threats, um, you know, that you're looking out for? Um, in terms of teams, I think the FIBA is definitely a threat. They won the championship last year. Um, their team has remained very similar with the injection of Kim Jenner, who used to be a Queensland Firebird. Um, and they've had a really great start to the season. They've won their first two games in close games and one by one. So I would say they are always probably one of the biggest threats. What do you reckon? Um, I've been watching Magpies' um, first two rounds and I think they're going to, you know... <laughs> be a threat um but 
I'm always backing us to be the biggest threat in the league. Yeah, and I said what the she confidence. said. <laughs> <laughs> Got to have the confidence. Yeah. Well, thank you both so much for joining me today on Deadly Choices Radio. It's awesome to have you on board again for the fourth year and also as ambassadors. Um, but I ask every guest I have on, what is your deadly choice? Oh, my deadly choice at the moment because of the hot weather, um, staying hydrated. Oh, yeah, yeah, nice. That's a good one. I think for me it's about sleep, yeah. making sure that I go to like, – I'm so tempted to sit on my phone and scroll all night, <laughs> <laughs> but consistently going to bed at 10 um, allows me to get the eight hours sleep that sets me up really well for the day. Yeah, nice. I, I appreciate both those deadly choices a lot. And thank you both so much for joining me today, and we'll catch you next time. Thanks thank for having you. us. I'll be back with Brenton Bowen after this short break. I'm back with Deadly Choices Ambassador Brenton Bowen. Brenton, how have you been? Yeah, good. Thanks, Brooke. How have you been? Yeah, not too bad. I'm a little bit um, sick or crook at the moment, but I'm good here in radio. But we'll get yeah, straight. That's the way. <laughs> it's that season, the season change. But yeah, um, yeah. we'll get straight into the footy talk for this week. We had a pretty awesome round four. Um, Started with the big game, the Brisbane Derby, Dolphins versus Broncos, two of our partner clubs as well. What did you think of the game? Yeah, I, I think um, yeah, both both teams you know played well. Uh, it, was a, it was a massive build up to the game, obviously with the battle of Brisbane. Um, but obviously the the Bronx are just too too good on the night. Um, well, if you're saying that, you have to, you just waited until the last last yeah. couple of um, minutes. Yeah, um, Katoni Stags going in for the trial, the long range try, and obviously making it well known that this is their house. Yeah, we made that um, statement pretty clear. I think it was a pretty cool, pretty cool game to um, watch. I did think for a second, like you know, Dolphins might have this one. I think it was like the last twenty minutes they put on that second try, and I was yeah. like, yeah, they might um, win this one. But Katoni yeah, came yeah, back. But and- yeah, that's right, Katoni. Um, you know, especially when those big games, big big game moments, you want your you know your big name players to stand up. And obviously, in that instance, Katoni um, yeah, Stags is just too good with that long wing try. Yeah, definitely. End. And I guess um, on that, who was your player of the match for the first Brisbane Derby? Yeah, I, I have to say uh, Payne Payne Huss. Yeah, um, yeah. he's been he, yeah, he's been brilliant all. Uh, in this, you know, first four game, four 
four rounds of the competition. Um, yeah, just up the middle, he's got a big, big motor on him, and um, he offloads to really killing the, the uh, oppositions. Yeah, definitely. And he um, actually was awarded the first uh, medal as well, the Battle of Brisbane, I think oh, it's called. Yeah. yeah, so he was the yeah, yeah. player of the match for yeah both the whole game really. Um, but yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> yeah, from from the first four rounds of the twenty twenty three season. You know, do you have any surprises um, that have come out or anyone that you're shocked with how they're going or, you know, either way their success or, you know, how they're not going too well? You know, who's been surprising you? Um, yeah, obviously, like the Bronx, uh, they're, they're a big surprise for me. I mean, you know, especially what happened to them last year where they, you know, they were sitting at top four and then they, I don't know what happened, they... Um, you know, they dropped out of the out of the eight, and then but this year, like they've they've shown that you know, they're a, they're a real contender. And I've I've got to say, you know, in our last interview, I, I left them out of my top four. So I'm gonna, <laughs> <laughs> so that they're definitely my top four. And I've to, I think I had Souths in there, so I'm I'm gonna have to drop them out of the the top four and get Broncos. Yeah, at least, Broncos you know, top two. Yeah, it was um, actually funny when you left them out. I think I had uh, Malika and Dorika on and they were mouthing to me like, the Broncos, the Broncos. <laughs> and we were like, yeah, we've got to put them in. They're yeah. definitely in our top four prediction. On your prediction, though, you did give us um, your top four not too long ago. Has that changed since? You know, you've put in the Broncos <laughs> now. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, that's like I, um, oh, for some reason, I'm not too sure what happened, but I, yeah, I was just thinking about the other clubs that are uh, in and around that, that top, usually <laughs> in that top four. And yeah, for some reason, I just left the Broncos out, especially on their uh, form this year. And I thought, well, but yeah, so <laughs> I, I have the, the Broncos in my top, top four and um, at least top two. Yeah. Oh, top two, even. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's cool. I think, um, well, right now, sitting both Brisbane teams are the top two, which I'm also, I have a question about that too. Could you call them yeah. the two Brisbane teams? Because Dolphins are more technically Morton Bay region, aren't they? So yeah. well, it's well, interesting. That's a, I, I thought, yeah, when they were talking about Battle of Brisbane, and I was like, well, yeah, I think the Dolphins are in their own region in, its, uh, in itself. And, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I think it's good for the game. Um, you know, it, it's it's one of those ones where they, you know, they, they want to have that rivalry where, um, you know, Deanna Roll talk about, um, you know, Sydney Roosters and South Sydney and um, Brisbane have got that, or the South East Queensland, the Brisbane have got that. Now with the, you know, obviously the Bronx versus the Dolphins. Um, that rivalry. I think they want to try and build that up. It's similar to the South and the Roosters rivalry. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, it's right. interesting to see what yeah, what happens. So, yeah, yeah. Um, as the Dolphins said, Finland as well. So they've got their whole own little area now. But um, which player has stood out to you in the first rounds of the season too? Um, but yeah, I, I, I've. I think I said it last week that Reese Walsh, I think he, he just gets better and better. Uh, he, I said, like, he, he played well on over the weekend as well. And, you know, he, I think he was just, just behind my peak for me out of the match, um, especially or against, the, you know, the Bronx and the Dolphins. So Reese Walsh is, um, you know, my highlight of the year so far. 
Um, yeah, and obviously I can't go past anyone else other than Reese. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you there. Yeah. I love watching Reese play, and I think on that too, um, you know, with Kalen now and his injuries, would you have Reese as the Queensland fullback? Yeah, I, I think by a country mile, <laughs> especially yeah. if he continues on with his with his form. Um, yeah, he's well on his way to you know earning. Uh, obviously, like he went close last year, but then injury, um, you know, um, got the better of him. But uh, yeah, just the way that he is performing this year, and obviously, um, I think in order for any player to play at their best, they've got to have their their teammates around them doing their job as well. And obviously, I feel like the Broncos, the Broncos player players in general, you know, across the park are doing their job well, and that makes um, Reese's job. Um, easier as well, um, but in saying that, Reese um, is a really talented footballer, and um, you know, he he gets himself into spaces, um, you know, that, that helps his helps his game um, better as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, uh, but, yeah. yeah, I think it's uh, exactly what you said there. You know, behind a huge forward pack as well, with that arm moving up, it creates so much more space for. Reese as well to get through and you know when you're in a good team you're going to perform a lot better so hopefully Queensland yeah, can come back out again and you know we'll have Reese there it'll be interesting then what will happen with Kaylin I guess too um, you know would you yeah, keep him but, in I'm sorry I've got to I've got to say that AJ Brinson is up there as well um, yeah. as one of the other, uh, other fullbacks um, that Queensland can select but uh, at this age uh, I've I've got uh, Reese in in front of AJ Brimson as well. Yeah, no, I think um we we're pretty lucky with selection too in Queensland. Um, I was just thinking of the wingers too. You know, you've got Selwyn, like Xavier Coates is still there, Corey Oates as well. Um, if he's back in time, you know, so you got the Cowboys yeah, yeah. wingers. Got some pretty good yeah, stars got, out um, there. That's right. Yeah, you got um, Cole Felton, um, Maui Talangi. As well, um, they're all, they're playing well, but was, I think Murray's out for a bit, um, for a few games at the moment. I think it might be an injury, or, I believe. Okay. Uh, but yeah, just see how we go. Yeah, yeah, it'll be an interesting one to see um, who gets picked to make the final team. Um, I think it wasn't. Oh, also Valentine Holmes too. Yeah, that's right. Where well, do you he, fit he, him into um, the side? Yeah. Well, I, I I would put him at. Um, at one of the centres, um, yeah. Well, obviously, like if something happens, then you know, if something to if something happens to our wingers, then he can obviously slot back into the wing as well. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I guess um, we'll, we can talk more about it when it comes to Origin time. We're probably getting a bit of a head of ourselves here. We're only in round four yeah. <laughs> of the season, but it is so exciting. <laughs> Um, but nearly a quarter way through the year, you know, what has been a highlight for you so far, being an ambassador in your role or just in general? Uh, yeah, just in my in my role, I love getting, getting out in the community. Uh, we just recently had the Kondamuka Elders Cup, um, you know, over at uh, Wynnum. So the um, elders sort of from, you know, the Wynnum, Kapalava, and Stradbroke Island, so they all come together for the Kondamuka Cup. Um, so that was exciting. And then we've got the Netball Carnival coming up, the DC Netball Carnival, um, on the, I think it's 15th of April. 
Um, so that's pretty, you know, pretty exciting. One of, the, one of our biggest events of the year. And I think the, uh, this week we've, we've got the, uh, the Olympic Day. So that's pretty exciting where we've you know, got all the, um, all of our so DC school program participants that, that have come together for the uh, Olympic Day. So that should be an exciting day for all. Yeah, definitely. I'm looking forward um, to the netball day as well. That will be such a good day. It was an awesome day last year with so many teams come out and a lot of deadly kids getting around too. Um, and yeah, it's in my next question on the DC events that are coming up. But what's your favourite thing about being an ambassador? Yeah, well, my my favourite thing is just getting into the schools and just talking to them about our journey and um, you know what it takes to be you know, living a healthy lifestyle while being a um, professional athlete. Uh, but one of the main things I talk to them about is you know, just telling them it doesn't matter where you come from or who you are. If you've got a dream, you've got a goal, and that you want to achieve those goals, you know, anything is possible. Um, and I just tell them that you know anything is possible, and you just write those goals down and um, just, little, just little goals that leads up to the big goals. Yeah, um, in the end. Yeah. yeah that's awesome so thank you so much for joining me today Brenton and before you leave what is your deadly choice yeah, well yeah my deadly choice is eating healthy um, you know especially with when it comes uh, to our dinners and making sure everyone in our family um, is eating the right food eating the right portions so that's yeah that's my deadly choice yeah no it's very important healthy lifestyles <laughs> Thank you so much for joining me today, Brenton. Um, I'll get you on no next time when we can talk all about origin and we can pick yeah. the two teams um, closer to the dates. But thank you so yeah, much awesome. for your time you. today. Awesome. Thank you so much for that, Brooke. Thanks for listening to Deadly Choices Radio, where we put the spotlight on the Deadly Choices Times Firebirds partnership. So let's recap. The various elements of the Deadly Tribes and Netball Queensland partnership will be celebrated during this year's Firebirds First Nations round of the Suncorp Super Netball Series against the Melbourne Vixens on Sunday 4th of June at Nissan Arena. So make sure you get your tickets. You can see the new Deadly Choices Firebirds jerseys worn as well and um, our little jardins running out the girls. If you want to learn any more um, about today or Deadly Choices, you can head to our Deadly Choices Facebook or website. Don't forget Deadly Choices is all about eating healthy, exercising, checking in on our mob and leading healthy lifestyles for generations to come. I'm your host, Brooke Carson. Thanks for tuning in and I'll be back next week to put the spotlight on World Health Day. Deadly Choices Radio. So encouraging mob to make healthy choices from stop smoking, eating good food, exercising daily and getting a health check for themselves and their family. Featuring Deadly Choices ambassadors, the healthy lifestyle mob and many more. So tune in to Deadly Choices after 6pm each Wednesday and on demand on AAA Murray Country. Go, go, go.